at that time, I feel like I was still really just engaging with my peers and people that are close to me. Obviously, artists won't cease to exist or cease to have things to say or cease to want to make work. And welcome to Y2K Group Chat. This is a series about how artists navigate through their practice and a behind-the-scenes look into their lives. Y2K Group is an art agency and advisory focused on supporting emerging artists in New York and beyond. This is our first episode where we interview Y2K artist Frankie Phillips. The following is from Y2K Q&A which can be found on our YouTube and Instagram. Thanks for listening. Oh my God, ready? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Hi everyone, welcome to Y2K Q&A where we talk with the artists we represent and others we have worked with in the past. This is our first video and we are excited to begin with one of our artists, Frankie Phillips. Frankie Phillips lives and works in Ridgewood, Queens. He received a BFA from Rhode Island School of Design in 2010. His recent solo exhibition was called Campbell Jenner at Y2K Group in 5A in Brooklyn in 2019, and a two-person show called Nirvana Detour with Andy Pomakowski at Y2K in Tribeca. Recent group shows include Mushrooms, Y2K Group Pop-Up, Orgy Park, Honey Ramka, Mana Contemporary, and various other pop-up shows with Y2K Group. All right, how are you doing? Oh, I'm fine, how are you? Good. Uh, so where are you right now? Um, I'm actually right outside my studio. I just needed to get outside for a little bit, so I was in there working and needed some fresh air. How has your routine changed since COVID-19? Well, uh, for a while there, interrupted my just general studio practice because uh, for over a month, I didn't go to my studio because of uh, everyone practicing social distancing and staying home. And um, I guess with time and with information, I decided that it was okay to come if I was diligent and practice social distancing and, you know, keeping clean. Um, so that was the most like obvious thing was that I wasn't at the studio. Mm-hmm. However, I did get to experiment with some little things at home I had wanted to work on and use some little material, some various materials I've had around that I've been wanting to use. So that was kind of fun. And then also, um, I think it's been nice because most things in li- my life right now are elite, like everyone else are a little unknown or thrown off and. Mm-hmm. It's been nice because in a way, the art practice has become more important for me and time spent working alone and on things that I'm interested in or been thinking about all that space kind of, there's been a little more space for that for me. So that's been kind of nice because there's less places to go and less people to meet up with or what have you. So I feel like I've had more time to think about things or think about things I'm working on that maybe I've had in the past. What kind of pieces were you uh, experimenting with at home? Uh Um, Mainly just some like works on paper and they were um, 
I had bought some, sometimes I buy stuff that I'm attracted to that I don't know how I'm going to use. And I had all these paper straws that were like, I have them in the studio, I'll have to show you, but they're just um, with rubber bands and straws and strings that I have bought because they have just colors and shapes and things like that. Maybe you, you could talk about what you were working on in your studio before the pandemic and then sort of how has your work changed? Well, um, I had started some paintings that were based on drawings that I had made. And they're kind of like, in a way, like self-portraits or drawings of like an emotional state, which I had drawn a while ago. And they still resonate with me. And so I think because there's been a decent amount of thinking and emotions going on during this time that I sort of was able to like revisit and maybe like think about what those emotions are in the paintings. Not that they weren't there before COVID, but it just sort of, they were less like something from the past that I was revisiting and something that I felt like more emotionally like connected to than I thought I would at this time. So for me, I don't know about other people, but I've certainly had more time to be introspective or be self-reflective. So the paintings are kind of becoming more and more a documentation of self-reflection because um, they all have figures, they all involve a face, and there's like a, there's a mirror and a, a mirror element that I'm working with too, which is like more symbolic of the reflective nature of the situation so this one painting I'm working on has like a repetition of the the same figure and the figure sort of looking at the other version of itself Hmm. so those are the themes that I'm kind of working with right now which is like a self-reflective face and figure that's also existing in a space that also tells that story whether it's through like reflections and shadows or repetition and they're all uh like portraits of yourself or other characters kind of they're sort of like an alias Uh or like a placeholder for myself like um i feel like they're not literally myself they're more symbolic of maybe some things i'm exploring personally so I would say more it's like an alias or like a character that is experiencing something that is maybe like aligned with myself, which is very much a self-portrait, but it's not like I'm trying to literally paint myself. I'm more like trying to articulate an experience or emotional state that anyone could just maybe really hopefully relate to. So there's sort of like collective portraits? Yeah. They're more like a portrait of it. Um, portraits of, yeah, collective portraits or, yeah, they're not really about like one person or just about me. They're really a, a portrait of like probably an emotional state or, or not even a fixed state, kind of like a a state of change maybe mm-hmm. that hopefully ultimately will have uh, things that many people could relate to that's not just about my experience so we showed your work last year in a solo mm-hmm. exhibition and two years ago for the first time in a solo pop-up show 
how was your experience with both of your shows and how did your work change in between each show? It changed in the sense that the first show that I had with you was more uh, an accumulation. And when I saw it and afterwards in retrospect felt more as though here's an accumulation of work and it was healthy for me to see it all together and see things thematically and things in groups I hadn't it helped me see things that I hadn't seen maybe and it was nice to kind of like reflect and see okay here's where I'm at the second show was a little bit more purposeful on my end where I really wanted to make a body of work that was more legibly a body of work in the sense that like I wanted it to be more as the mat. I wanted all the paintings to sort of like fit within a theme, fit within a scale, fit within a language. That was sort of like my aim, which hopefully I did in that second show. Yeah. And that's a healthy exercise for me. And I feel like I'm trying to find my middle. Yeah, so the first one is more collection yeah a series and then the next one was a concise thematic show and so that was my intention and when else it happened but <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i think that like um that was helpful to have a to approach something in that concise way for me because there's definitely positive things there but there's also a part of me that's not that way. So I just want to, it's just good. It's just another, it's more information for me to move forward in a way that is true to what I want to share. What was the New York art world like when you first moved here? It certainly feels like it was almost something from like now it seems like a movie or something where it's like, Maybe I was younger and had a different outlook and was in a different place myself where there was like this, I mean, it almost seemed closer to some like ideal than like I would have ever thought, like some ideal from like decades ago. Like you walk into Chelsea, you go in a gallery or there's these paintings, these amazing paintings you love. Not that you can't do that anymore, but like it just seemed more like iconically what I had anticipated it to be like mm -hmm. the way the shows you would see in galleries and museums and stuff like that and where I just feel like everything's so different now with even sounds like stupid but like not stupid but like social media like that was like literally at a time when like social media did barely existed so I don't know, everything's just changed so much that it seems like when I first moved here, it almost, like, in my mind, it feels like a movie or something, like, not, just not, and also, like, I was much younger, so I just, like, I tried to be engaged, but, yeah, there was not, when I was young, I didn't know at that time, I feel like I was still really just engaging with my peers and people that are close to me. And that was kind of like my art world. And how do you think artists, museums, or galleries will impact or respond to their communities going forward? I feel like discrepancies in our culture are coming more to light regarding like 
when people have access to institutions or platforms to like show their work. Actually, now I'm thinking about it, like galleries and stuff, I would anticipate maybe it's just less of like a scene, you know, like the opening kind of scene, you know, it's like maybe, maybe it'll be better. Maybe there'll be like a steady pace and people can come view work regularly, like a small group of people every day. Like our culture is becoming so political and divided more and more that I do think that we're in a time where like some laissez-faire laissez sort of indulgent things may seem less relevant than something that has a little bit more weight or cultural like awareness to it i kind of hope like there's been a lot of there's like work that's sort of like i don't know i mean it just feels like it would be a time for more i would think that people will respond to like more authenticity than ever what have you been reading lately? I've been reading books that are like about taking care of oneself and how one communicates with others. Hmm. But I haven't been reading a lot of like, I've honestly just been in like a work mode. I work a lot and I'm working on things. So I haven't really been doing a lot of pleasure reading, to be honest, right now. Any um, yeah. sort of like research reading? I mean, so you're saying like self-help books or? No, like, <laughs> I mean, I read books that have like things to think about each day kind of books that keep me kind of grounded and help me think about like how I move in the world. I haven't really been reading a lot of books recently. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I have been going through books at home. So I've been sorting books and really like probably a lot of people are trying to get rid of things. So I've been paging through many art books <laughs> and sorting through things that aren't are or not working for me and making sure the books that I have are books that I care about so I've been sifting through art books and books on artists that I admire and like um, I just bought a book um, about a photography book of that of an artist who recently died Peter Beard I don't know if you know who he is, but um, I haven't heard of him. He's like a, in a way, he's like an outsider artist, but like an insider artist. Like he hung out with like Warhol and all kind of like famous people, and was like a wealthy sort of like man who had a very like bohemian lifestyle. I don't know how great of a person he was. I don't know what he contributed to the world. I'm not saying he's like the greatest artist ever but I recently ordered a book because I really, I like what I see and I want to learn more about him. Mm -hmm. So I'm waiting for that book. I ordered it on eBay like two oh, weeks okay. ago. I don't know what to hold it for. <laughs> so right now I'm sort of not 
spending a lot of slow time reading. I'm spending slow time painting or I work during the day, I cook, I paint. Right now, there hasn't been a lot of space for reading. Have you learned any new recipes or what do you what are you usually cooking now? Or what do you like to cook every day? Well, in the beginning, I was really into it. Like I was really making sure I was like making all these meals that I like. Right now, I'm kind of tired of cooking because like I'm very methodical. Like I like to like prepare the food, cook the food, clean up, put everything away. Like I find that's how I do things. And I've become becoming more lazy because it's like a lot of work every day. But in the beginning, I was making a lot of um, stews. So I've been making um, vegetable stews with like cauliflower and stuff like that. And I've been making curry a few times. I've been making like soups. I've made homemade broths. So I like soups. I like broths. Trying to eat leafy, trying to find new ways to eat leafy things. Mm -hmm. But I also have been like, baking cookies sometimes and like uh you know making extra dough and making frozen logs of dough so i can like cut some cookies up whenever i want (laughs) um but yeah like i totally that's overall the one thing i one positive for me with this whole experience is that i very like i like the simple things of like making coffee and like preparing my food and all that kind of stuff so uh, I like going through those motions every day and so I I'm just I just like being aware of everything that I'm I like having a deeper awareness and connection to with what I'm cooking or making not that I didn't in the past but you know a lot of rushing around sometimes and a lot of like regrettably buying food out that I didn't really want to spend money on or eat so I definitely like being home and having my kitchen and being able to like take care of things in there and manage what's in my fridge like I like that so I've enjoying just like having more time and ownership of the kitchen and what happens in there whether or not I'm exploring new recipes, not so much, but I like having the time and the space to take care of things in a way which I felt rushed before. I do feel like I have more time to take care of things at home that is important to me. How do you stay informed about current events if you follow them? And is there a medium that you most prefer, like reading or? video or listening to podcasts um i am very like basic in the sense that i just read all the news on my phone um i don't have like a tv or like regular news so i just like have all the different news things i follow on my on my phone and i just check in a few times a day and you know that's how i get my news like i like doing that because you know, news and the media is super important, but it's also a lot coming at you all the time. So I like to have like my choice of what I select to look at. I don't want, I don't want to be like fed like a stream of information 
it's almost like something like a newspaper to me again it's like watching a movie like i don't think it makes any sense <laughs> like i love the newspaper but to me it's like you be I, I feel like an actor if i'm reading the newspaper like i feel like it doesn't feel real like i just hmm. now you can proactively receive and choose information that you want to see and be part of and to me just having a whole newspaper it's like i feel like i'm just going through the motions like just to do it like and i just i end up looking at the advertisements <laughs> i'm more interested in advertisements when i look at newspapers and magazines or maybe it's just what captures my attention so and i love advertisements that being said i've been clipping up oh one thing i forgot to mention is i've been using my laminator at home which is like the uh laminating machine so i've been clipping mm -hmm. up all kind of newspapers and ads that was the other thing I forgot to mention in the beginning, if it matters, was that I have a lot of ephemera and paper things I collect. So it's been nice to sort of like sort through that and like throw things away or put things together or save things. Like I have right. some really mm -hmm. weird newspapers that are like, like when Kim Kardashian met with Trump, like if I have this whole newspaper thing with all these weird drawings of like Trump and Kim Kardashian and like, just like it's like all these articles and photos and drawings about this event and it's mm -hmm. like so bizarre and strange or like i have this newspaper a new york paper about how 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 trump stole christmas and it's like this drawing of trump as the grinch oh. and it's like very weird and like honestly like to me like i need to know what's going on in the real news and in the real time like that's important information and like i said i get that on my phone but when I'm at a store and I see a newspaper with like a incredibly sensational, like I actually wanted to buy, to, to buy newspapers now just to have them. Like to me, like they come out so quickly and every day it's like a representation, like a flash of like what happened that day or in people's consciousness. So to me, it's fascinating, like a newspaper with a dramatic headline that often can be a little crass and weird because they really want your attention. Mm -hmm. I don't know, I find that like really interesting just to like look at it, to be like, wow, this is being put out there and this is like a thing. Mm -hmm. So that's when I buy newspapers. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think will happen to artists in the near future? I would like to think artists are good at adapting. I could be wrong. I mean, everyone on some level, I guess, is going to have to adapt to some new norms. So I do think like as the energy of our times becomes more sometimes heavy and less, I don't know if people want a break from that and want fun, exciting, fun, frivolous feeling things, or if they want more serious things that are reflective of the times, I'm not sure. But artists are just like gonna do their thing and hopefully like institutions and what have you will be able to continue to show art it's a shame because it's like there's a lot of like communities and stuff i guess that have been disrupted and like things like critique and openings and people in school or whatever like there's like different parts of artists like the individual artists but also like the collective nature of artists and working together is so important and part of it that 
hopefully it'll help hopefully people will be inspired to like further cement bonds they already have or relationships they already have to move forward with groups i mean i could see artists being in groups more i mean i really don't know maybe like rents will drop and things will be easier for artists i have no idea you know like maybe i mean in new york city it's challenging for artists to like have a good space and like live their life and do everything they need to do so like who knows like maybe like i said rents will go down and it'll become easier to be an artist or maybe the opposite will happen i don't know it's really hard to say, but hopefully that artists will, voices will be important and heard and have opportunities to be heard. But I guess everyone is experiencing changes. So I guess we'll see, but I don't think, obviously artists won't cease to exist or have cease to have things to say or cease to want to make work. So hopefully it's just like keeping art interesting. I don't know. I guess best case scenario is it helps keep people thinking mm -hmm. and adapting and creating artwork. But it's kind of a boring answer, but I guess time will tell. But it might it might stir also stir up a different kind of a passion or something or a sense of urgency or a, I don't know like people I don't know not all artists but people are sensitive and maybe people are um, feeling a sense of urgency or like now's the time to like do that thing I wanted to do or say that thing I want to say or not be afraid to like do that put that thing on that thing I've been wanting to do even though it was weird, you know, maybe like, maybe it'll inspire people to like, be more authentic and that sounds silly, but like, there's less like community right now, I think, to bounce things off of. So hopefully maybe people are spending time being more introspective I think actually it'll be good because when gal whenever whatever galleries are when they reopen and whatever way they reopen, I'm sure there'll be some sort of like creative approach. I bet I feel like we already like social media was already such a huge part of our lives, but now I feel like it's just become even more, like I used to not like to FaceTime, not like to do X, Y, or Z, but now those things seem like even more important. So maybe there's probably going to be a balance between like experiencing and sharing information that you know via these kind of platforms mm -hmm. maybe virtual gallery tours or whatever i don't know i don't know if there'll be like as much glamour as there was it just said i don't know maybe there will be like something like art basil or whatever that's sort of there's a glamour to that kind of situation and I don't know. No. Maybe all that, maybe that'll be an expense that'll get cut. Who knows? It seems like a lot of galleries are, you know, opening their viewing rooms or mm -hmm. trying to explore virtual reality or 3D tours um, or even having like people one at a time 
like visiting the shows. Do you think it's still important for people to see, you know, gallery shows in person? Yeah. I feel like art is special and something, a good thing it has on its side is that you can see things in a picture, you can see products in a picture, or you can learn a lot about something in a picture of something, but you know, like art, not all art, but a lot of art is like very tactile. Mm -hmm. So hopefully like, hopefully like you see so much online and then you need to see it in person and you're that much more captivated by it. Hopefully that art has that power. I think, I think art can have that power where it needs to be seen in person. And that's sort of like, even makes it more special and relevant in our cult, if our culture is gonna be heading in a direction where we're less person to person contact and less stuff like that. A tactile work that has something human in it or something to feel and explore in person, I feel like is really valuable and important. Maybe that'll keep people interested in art. But there's only so much you can really see online sometimes. It's almost like a segue into what it really is. But not everybody thinks that way. Like someone just might see it and that's enough. But I guess people who are interested in art, you know, it's a difference when you even, a, it's just different to see a picture of something than to see it in person. So hopefully that'll be like something art has on its side. And I could see, and honestly, like, even though openings are a beautiful thing, it's sort of like a discrepancy between like people coming to the opening and then people coming, what, what is the flow of people coming after the opening? Mm -hmm. So maybe it's, it would be safe in the near distant future for people to go to see shows if it's in a controlled way, like an appointment or what have you. So hopefully, people will feel the need to go look at work. Uh, I think that it's important to see work in person. Very important. I think that like keeps something special and unique that art has that other things don't have. What was your favorite show that you, you've seen this year? Or I guess, you know, before the pandemic? One show that really stuck with me, which was the um, Jasper Johns show. I already forget where it was, but um, it was like really reassuring to me to A, see someone like that still making work, I think is cool. Mm -hmm. And like really powerful person, like that work could have been made post COVID. You know, it's like really powerful work that a person made with a lot of insight and experience existing as a human being and also like as an artist, you can just tell like they know they've gotten to a point where there was just so much in those paintings that resonated with me that was really reassuring to me. And it wasn't anything like shocking or new or a different material or a different approach or whatever. It was just like, it was just like, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't even know what the show was called or where it was. But it's a Jasper okay. John show. There are, <laughs> were they just paintings? I think I remember that one. Maybe, was it in Chelsea? Mm -hmm. 
there was um there were skeletons in the work and skulls and there were really fundamental for me fundamental themes like really basic shapes really basic colors like light life death like exploring space just like very like in a way mundane but just so layered with like truth hmm. how i experience it so mm-hmm. and of course i enjoyed that lou fratino show say say same um because there's a vitality or a useful a useful energy in New York City kind of feeling that's very timeless. Like the paintings were really timeless. Like they could have been from, like there was a, I love the paintings that had like a phone in them. Oh. But like other than those little signifiers, they could have been made like in the 30s. Like they were very, um, yeah. they have like a romanticism that I really enjoy and like a freedom and a joy of painting and a joy of life and being alive and being young and like I watched this movie the other night about Sounds Contrived but it was about Basquiat and it was all like about a lot of it was about like his friends and like the energy of the time in New York City and like it's so funny to watch it right now because all these like scenes on the subway and stuff and like it was very free and wild like it was wild like they were just doing whatever they wanted and it was like there was like this wild nature to it all that we don't have now everything feels very controlled and like it's just new york city is like not like that anymore and so like lou fortino reminds me of that a wild exploration of an artist not oh just like wild in the sense of like being a young person who's like like experiencing people and a landscape and like moving through it without inhibitions yeah it's just funny because like i always sort of like many people idealize those kind of decades of new york city which no longer is like that and i feel like right now it really resonates with me just because there's no like what's so cool about new york for me is like the constant energy the city that never sleeps, that kind of energy, that churning kind of energy that's like as a whole, I mean, on every like little street corner and like, it's just kind of like not happening for me right now. And not happen. it's a little dead right now. And that's kind of sad. So it was interesting to watch that. Mm-hmm.